Hey there, I'm Trevor Houston, the creator of the Who You Know Summit, and I'd like to welcome you to the Who You Know Job Networking Show. On our program, we'd like to show you the job search like you've never seen. Everything from getting noticed by employers, how to properly format your resume, and how to network effectively using LinkedIn to drive recruiters to your profile. We even take suggestions from our amazing community. So if you want to learn all things job search, go ahead and subscribe now. Focus. It's all about the job search. So if you want to learn how to land that next success, you heard them. All you got to do is subscribe and ring that bell so you don't miss out on a thing. Welcome back to the Who You Know Job Networking Show, where what you know is important, but who you know. Who you know, it can make all the difference in your job search. Guys, we're back with Halataha, and we're super excited. We're going to be talking about the Young and Profiting Podcast. All right, so Hala, I want to know, I want to know, what's your most memorable episode on the podcast? Ooh, I love that question. So I think my most memorable episode would have to be um, episode number 43 and 44 with Robert Green. It was a two-part episode. It was one of my first episodes that really went viral, and I got a lot of lot of new fans from that show. And I think that was a turning point in the show's success. Mm. So I would say episode number 43 and 44 was great. Um, but I really feel like from the start, I had awesome content. So like episode five was awesome. I had David Allen on and my business partner, Tim. It's like so funny to listen back to that episode of like how like new we were and kind of inexperienced so it, it's just been an awesome journey man that's great that you remember that because i mean it's like hey what about episode 12 do you do i know who was who was episode 12 no i don't remember who was who was episode 12. i think i've memorized um at least up to like episode 30. Wow. yeah, yeah that's, that's great that's pretty good well okay so you said the, the it went viral so what do you think was in that episode that helped it to go viral I think I just prepped so much and he was such a big guest that didn't go on podcasts very often. And I, I just prepped so good and it was just such a good flow and it was really long and he's kind of like this God to people in the human behavior world. So I did a good job and he did a really good job. So I think I think that's why it took so off. Just- Good, solid content, really. Yeah, just you know? like mm-hmm. two, two solid, solid hours of content. Why, nice. why podcasts? Like- you know, you're getting started and you ha- you're blogging, right? And was it just podcast was the na- the natural next step or was it something well, that Well, I had radio that? experience, remember? Mm-hmm. And when I had the sorority of hip hop, actually, we used to do online radio shows, which are the precursor of podcasts. You'd mm-hmm. actually go to a physical studio and online you'd be like, listen in 2.30 p.m. I'm going to be on DTFradio.com. And people would go to this website and watch you live. And then the videos would stay on the website, like embedded, or they would like go on YouTube or something. So it was like the precursor to podcasts. And then, um, you know, I missed the whole initial, if I had started podcasts, like when Jordan Harbinger did, or like, you know, 10 years ago, I started my podcast just three and a half years ago, right? If I had started it 10 years ago, when a lot of these really huge podcasters did, I always wonder like, man, like, where would we be now? But podcasting was like really weird. Like there wasn't a lot of platforms. It wasn't easy. It's like turnkey now. You don't mm-hmm. need to be technical. You used to need to be really technical. And to me, that scared me. And so I never did podcasts. But then I realized that it was a little bit easier to figure out, even though it's not as turnkey, it wasn't as turnkey as it is today. Um, and so I was just like, let me just do this. I have everything I need to, to figure this out. I'm just going to go for it. I love that. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some some key tips, right? Okay. Uh, because what we're trying to do is help our audience, uh, these job seekers, we're, we're uh, trying to help them to get online as well, become visible, to market themselves, uh, to 
open opportunities, networking, uh, all kinds of different things can happen, as you know, with podcasting. So that's the goal. I want to get these uh, job seekers out of their comfort zone and get them online uh, and on the airwaves. So let's talk about some some uh, some tips. What do you think about equipment for a beginner? Okay, like yeah. I'm a beginner. I don't got nothing. I ain't got one of these fancy mics and cameras and lights and all that. What do I do to get just to get started? The basics. Okay, you need a laptop. Okay. Okay. Check. I would suggest that you get a mic. Okay. And any sort of headphones. So if you look at me, I have nothing fancy. It's just a old. So these are iPhone headphones with like the old wire that you can mm. stick in your mic. Mm. And it needs to be wired. Don't do AirPods. Just do like any old iPhone headphones that you have. Audio Technica has a $80 mic. It's really good. Go for that. Mm -hmm. And that's all you need. Your Audio Technica, a laptop, mm. and headphones. So you yeah, might want to get Zoom. It's $25 a month. But you could also get Riverside. It's $25 a month, and that's made for podcasters. Is that so, online, uh, uh, like an online soundboard? It's like Zoom where it will record. You can invite people. You get uh, video yeah, okay. audio. Mm -hmm. um, but it's HD video, HD audio, two tracks, made for podcasters. And it's the same price as Zoom. It's $25 a month. They're both $25 a month. What about and Restream? Because I've I've recently... Um, Restream? Been, yeah, I've been, I've been yeah, invited on Riverside a couple times. And, but I use Restream. We use Restream and vMix. Talk to me about that. What do you think about Restream? I think Restream is amazing. And actually, Restream sponsors me. I use Restream for all my lives. Okay. And I use Riverside.fm for anything that's pre-recorded. So that's oh. kind of how I break it up. I think Riverstream is best in class for lives. And Riverside.fm is best in class for pre-recorded podcasts. Riverside.fm. Okay. Would you recommend... Um, is your podcast, do you record it live or do you pre-record, edit? I do, I do kind of different formats. So mostly my proper episodes are pre-recorded. I do them one-on-one, -on -one, just me and the guests, super focused, take it really seriously. Um, and then I do Clubhouse live events where I record panels on Clubhouse once in a while. I'll like invite a couple guests that have been on my show and then... If they have a similar topic, I love to like hear them converse and discuss. It's usually really interesting because they go deeper because they're both experts and I kind of just moderate it. And so I do Clubhouse Lives, uh, which are sort of winding down because the app is winding down, to be honest. And I do LinkedIn Lives uh, that Restream actually sponsors. So I just had Jasmine Starr on a live episode. And then we, we promote it the same way as we do our regular podcast, but there's just that extra live element. I prefer... Um, especially if it's not like a marketing topic or like if it's a marketing topic or something I'm really good at, it's really easy to just be live. But when it's like a really deep topic that I'm not an expert on, I really like to just be focused and have it be me and the guest. That's a, that's a good, yeah. good point. Right is it, there. is it affordable? Like you said, zoom is like what 20, it's a subscription, right? So you pay a month for restream. Yeah. For restream. Uh, yeah. I think you can get a free, free account. Right? Yeah, I think it's free. Yeah, I think you get. I think up to a certain amount is free. I actually yeah. have a promo code, so if anybody wants to reach out to me, I'll give. You, I'll give you the promo code afterwards or something. There you go. Yeah. What yeah. about like um, editors? So Trevor has a Rodecaster, right? Rodecaster Pro. Yeah. And so I've got a mic and everything, and I'm 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 looking at. It, I'm like I'm about to get one. Do it. I mean, do you really need one? No, no, no. I should have been more clear. Zoom, right? Just a USB mic. Just a USB, Just a USB mic. mic. I still use a USB mic. This is a okay. USB mic. Yeah. I use. I have both, but this is actually a dual XLR. So it's like there's this. 
thick one is an XLR. This little one is a USB. Okay. And I plug right now. I'm just using the USB. It's just plugged into my computer, and um, that then you're plug and play. Then you can travel around. I remember when I, I started the podcast while I was still working in a corporate, and I would bring my mic on the train with me, and then plug it in during lunch into like a little. I'd be like in a little phone booth doing my interviews. And uh, it's really uh, compact to travel with too. Yeah, so you don't need a lot to get started. And I, no. I, I think that's the, the key point we're trying to drive home is that anybody it's can easy. do this. Yeah. You can get a free restream account. You could get a Riverside, you know, Zoom. You know, this is stuff that you should be familiar with. Uh, get online, get out there, become visible and start interviewing um, employees at the companies that you wanna work for. Just go start. Uh, That's featuring. a great idea. Yeah, go just start featuring them. Say, hey, you're in HR. Uh, I'm in HR. I'd love to feature your expertise. I'd love to talk to yeah. you about that. And these are people that probably have never been offered to be on any kind of podcast, and they're going to feel special. They're going to be like, oh my gosh. Just, yeah, podcasting is great because it gives you an opportunity to talk to people who would otherwise not want to talk to you. A lot of people try to DM people and be like, hey, I'd love to take you out the coffee. Right. And these yeah. people are really busy. They're like, nah. I can't afford to take 30 minutes yeah. to go to coffee with you. But if you tell them, hey, I want to scale your conversation to my 100 friends, Ooh, then they might wait, 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 come on your podcast. Say that again. Say it again. I'd like to scale this conversation with a hundred of my friends. Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah, There's a mic great. job. Oh man. So, so, okay. So we've got low barrier of entry, right? From a cost perspective and equipment perspective. Um, you know, the, the concept or the theme of the podcast or, you know, the segments can be up to them. But like you said, I mean, there's a lot of tools out there now that are turnkey and it makes it so easy what can you do to set yourself apart? Like, how do you set your podcast apart? I think the main thing is to not just copy what all other podcasters are doing. The way to stand out is to be different. So go look at your niche. If it's HR, go see, is there a daily show? Is there a two minute show? Is there a 10 minute show? Is there a show that has like a, could you do a different format? Could, you know, just try to be like innovative. There's a million interview podcasts out there. Maybe you're different because yours are really short or you provide definitions or something in the beginning and make it like really educational. Um, whatever it is, I would just try to stand out. And then I would also realize that it's not about actually how many people listen to your podcast. There's other ways to make it work for you. Like, for example, we're talking about networking. Just interviewing people that would not talk to you otherwise is great experience, regardless of how many people actually listen to the episode. It, it makes you more personable, makes you more confident. Next time you're at a networking event, you're not going to be shy because you're, you're used to talking to strangers. You know how to keep a conversation. It just makes you better in general, better presenter, better public speaker, all of that, right? So it just helps you level up your skills. Um, also, um, if you have a business, your guests can actually be your clients. So that's actually how I first started to monetize my podcast. Yeah. I was interviewing CEOs, celebrities, best-selling authors, and they would always ask me, who does your marketing? And I, I didn't have a marketing agency, but once I had a marketing agency, when people would ask me that question, I'd be like, oh, we offer this as a service. And then most of my clients have actually been, were actually guests on my show. And that's how I got a lot of my clients for Yap Media. So um, you, if, you're, if you're smart, you might think about what is a business 
that I can have where my ideal clients are actually my guests. 100%. That's exactly right. All right. Let's talk about some other ways to, uh, to get more views though. Right. Let's talk about yeah, like, sure. what about titles, reviews? What are some different things that you, that you've been doing? What's that consistent thing that you've been doing, uh, that has helped you to, to get more views? Consistency. So make sure that you actually drop at least four episodes a month. So once a week, um, twice a week is even better. So making sure that you're consistently dropping new episodes, making sure that you're asking people to subscribe. And um, the big driver of people listening is push notifications. So mm. when they subscribe to your app, they get a push every time you drop a new episode usually. So if they don't subscribe, they don't get that push and you won't get as many listens. So you really want to drive people subscribing uh, DMs on social media. So you might have micro content videos that you put out on, let's say LinkedIn or Instagram. Anybody who likes or comments is basically raising their hand and saying, I'm interested in this content, but they may not go by themselves and find the link. They may not go click on your call to action or read the caption. So you've got to do the legwork for them. You can DM them and say, Hey, I noticed that you liked my post. If you want to listen to the full episode, here's the link and you just give them the link. So that's probably how I got my first 10,000 subscribers. I would just retarget people on LinkedIn. Anybody who liked my content, I would then say, here's the link to my podcast and uh, got those subscribers th that way. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So if they're it's liking like your content, SEO yeah. retargeting, but you're it's manual. It's manual, manual SEO yeah. retargeting. <laughs> yeah, you can use automation tools. They, they have automation tools that support that too. Oh, really? Dang, yeah. I thought LinkedIn was like, get off that. They don't, they don't like the automation. No, they don't stuff. like right. that. They I, don't mean, like I it. don't recommend it, but they have them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know they're out there for, for LinkedIn. I've just been so scared to touch them because I've been in LinkedIn jail like three times. <laughs> I, I, man, I did it manually. Like, if I can do it, you can do it. You can just copy paste. It's like, not, it's not that bad. Well, that was Whenever, one of the ways I used to do it on the train. That's that, what I used to just be, be bored on the train, copy paste in DMs. That was yeah. one of the ways that I got uh, put in LinkedIn jail. It wasn't um, in the DMs, but it was similar to what you were doing. So if they liked my content and they were a second connection, so I'm not connected to them, I would reach out and say, hey, thanks for liking my content. You know, I'd like to connect or something like that. Yeah, that's great. Well, but they shut me down for that. They were like, you're sending out too many connection requests. Too many people said, I don't know this person. Anyway, it was a long oh, story. Man. So, you know what? There's there's some um, there's some limitations. Yeah. So I think now it's like 70 invites a week. It's, it used to be like 250 a day. They like really locked it down. It's like they 70 did. a week oh, wow. you can send. Yeah. There's actually a way to check how many invites you're allowed to send that on your, it, like if you go into settings, you can check how many uh, invites you're allowed you, to send that day. You get like credit. Well, here's well, a new thing. It's the power of events. Well, yeah, yeah, this is a new thing. So these LinkedIn live events, okay, which we have one going right now, but we're not actually live on it, which is interesting. But anyway, <laughs> So the LinkedIn live events now are pretty cool because like you, Holly, you could invite your network. I can invite my network. Mark can invite anybody that accepts can invite their network to it. So now you get these large event pages where everybody accepts. And because everybody's on there, um, LinkedIn allows you, there's a tab now that says networking. And that tab, they can go and they can actually message and DM people that are second and third connections you know, which is so powerful, right? Like you can actually message wow. those people. Yeah. In the event, in, in the, the event, event page. The event. Yeah. Got you, it. There's a networking tab, like LinkedIn actually put a networking tab. And but you, that's only if second and third connections find your event and sign up for it. Yes. Yeah, so if like, okay. if I'm accept, if I'm attending the event and you're attending the event, 
but we're not connected, I can still message you now because oh, we're, nice. we're both we're both attending the event. And so I can say, hey, Hala, I noticed you're attending the event. You know, excited to see you there. You know, something like that. And just, you know, break the ice and uh, get your attention that way. So it's really, That's really great. cool feature. They just did that very recently. So excited about that. Um, what about monetizing? Okay, so yes. monetizing, like, uh, I know you do really well with that. You got sponsors and all this kind of stuff. What are different ways that you can monetize a podcast and, and get a little bit of this cash flow? Okay, so number one, like I mentioned previously, um, targeting your guests for your business. So using it as a lead generation tool for your business through your guests. Okay. You can also uh, promote your products and services on your podcast as commercial. So instead of doing a sponsor read, you can actually do like if you have a course or if you have an ebook or something that you're personally selling or like t-shirts, you can do your own commercials on your podcast to solicit for that. Um, in the beginning, when you don't have a lot of downloads, you can um, do an affiliate sponsorship. So there's things like Audible, Fiverr, uh, lots of different um, platforms yeah. offer affiliate marketing uh, opportunities. And you don't really need to have a ton of downloads for that. So the, like, for exa example, from the beginning, I was like sponsored by Audible. But in reality, I was an affiliate partner, but I got to say like, this podcast is sponsored by Audible. And it made me sound bigger than I was. And, uh, you know, people were like perking up their ears. Oh my God, she's sponsored by Audible. But I was just an Audible partner. And so, you know, you get $15 every time somebody signs up for a free trial. And so I was pushing Audible trials in the beginning. <laughs> um, so that's another way. Then there's sponsorships. So once your podcast, let's say, reaches 5,000 downloads an episode, um, some platforms require that it's 15,000 downloads an episode. Every uh, agency or platform is different. You can start getting sponsors for your show. And the way that it works in the podcast world is that you get a certain amount of money for every 1,000 downloads. So uh, the range is usually $15 to like $45. So for example, I get $35 for every 1,000 downloads that I get per episode. And then you can layer in commercials. So you can maybe have two or three mid-roll commercials, which are in the middle of your podcast, maybe one in the beginning, one at the end. You, it's really up to you. You can have as many commercials as you want. I do just one in the beginning and two in the middle. And um, and then you would coordinate with the ad agencies or sell direct. Um, if you sell direct, there's some more opportunities because you don't have to give a cut to any of the ad agencies and you can layer in things like social media or doing emails or any other type of value that you can bundle in. And then you're not locked into the whole CPM route. When you do CPM, it's an industry standard and you're stuck to those rules. When you do a direct sponsorship, you can kind of create whatever you want and there's no rules. That's awesome. Yep. See, that's something we haven't really explored. As I mentioned before, we started this uh, back in 2018 and we started the show and it's always been live streaming, live streaming. And we've been on the podcast channels, but that was an afterthought. That was just because I was like, yeah, we should be on there. Yeah, we'll just throw right. it on there. Yeah. Right. And and then <laughs> and then I went back and I was like, ah, let me hire somebody to edit the audio and clean it up and actually go back and do this. So now I'm like thinking, OK, we need to focus on this stuff. So the download thing. See, that's always been the part that's kind of confused me a little bit because I don't really listen to podcasts either. I'm not like a type of person that will get on my phone and listen to a podcast. Why would someone download an episode when I can just go to the thing and scroll and, and pick out whichever it. one I want? Yeah. Why would I download it? 
I think you're just getting the words confused. Oh. Anything that's a, over a minute listen is a download. Oh. <laughs> so if they listen to it for over a minute, it's a download. Yeah, yeah. So you don't know what you don't know. I learned something today. It's like some time, short time. It's either 30 seconds or a minute. I don't quote me on that. But it's like if you, they listen for a certain amount, then it's an IAB download. Uh, okay. If and it's on, the, if it's on the an CPM? IAB certified Is that where the CPM comes in? Yeah, so it's like yeah, okay. anybody who listens to your podcast for even a little bit counts as a download. Now, the caveat to this is that podcasters are getting away with, okay, let's say I get 50,000 downloads an episode, okay? And maybe only 20, 25,000 people end up listening to my commercial. But right now podcasting is so new that like the advertisers don't know that it's really maybe only 25,000 people listened and not 50,000, but they're paying us for 50,000. Mm. Now the industry is like catching up sure. where they're starting to figure out how to track the actual commercial listens. And that's becoming more important, but that's very advanced. We don't need to get into that. Well, what about like, okay, so there's all these different um, podcast channels, you know, you got Apple and Google and Spotify and Pandora and you name it. There's a whole bunch of them. So when you look at that and you're going to a potential sponsor, do you combine your downloads from, do you say like, hey, I got all these downloads from all these channels, let me combine them all and this is like what I get per episode or how does that work? Well, the sponsors only care about IEB certified platforms and that's gonna be what's registered in your hosting provider. So when you start a podcast, this is something we didn't mention in the beginning. In addition to all your hardware, you need a hosting platform that's actually going to distribute to your podcast to Apple, Spotify, CastBox, Podbean, all these different apps, right? Is that like SoundCloud so, or something like that? SoundCloud is not an IAB it's certified okay. platform. So SoundCloud and YouTube are not IAB certified. So there's certain podcast channels that are IAB certified. The main ones are Apple, Spotify, Google Play, CastBox, then there's Spreaker? like Podcast Addict and there's a million, there's like 70 of them. Okay. So there's a lot of them we and you should be Spreaker. on all of them uh, if you if you want to really take it seriously. Okay. You know anything about Spreaker? That's what this studio uses. They use Spreaker that's, to- That's a hosting provider, I think, yeah. Oh, okay. See, I don't know okay. nothing about this stuff. Yeah. I just pay these guys and they do stuff. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> just put the cameras on. Make us look good. See, we got to get our downloads up there. But I got to get downloads. We got to get them 11 yeah, million the downloads like Joe Rogan. How to count your downloads is not a good sign. <laughs> no, I don't know this stuff. I'm like, I, we haven't been podcasts. We've been I go like it. I go, I go, hey, I'm just joking. I go, hey, <laughs> I pay you. You turn the cameras on, make me look good. And then, you know, we'll, we'll figure out later. But now I'm like yeah, thinking I need so to pay more attention to this stuff. Yeah, you got to figure out how many downloads you're getting to see if people are listening to your podcast and you got to check all the platforms and see if your podcast is available and claim it if it's not. So um, we can talk offline about that, but you definitely need to know where your you podcast go. lives Joe and Rogan. how many downloads you're getting. Joe Rogan's getting 190 million a month. Dang. Watch out, Joe Rogan. Oh, <laughs> okay. Mic drop. Well, Paula, this has been an amazing, um, amazing session. I mean, I, I really hope that these job seekers take us up on this. It doesn't take a lot to get online nowadays. And it's just another... I will say, I will say one thing just to, to encourage everybody to, to do the podcast. My life has 
drastically improved for the better once I decided. I've never been more financially free. As soon as I started my podcast, I was so desirable by employers. I get inundated by people who want me to work at their companies. Because I've grown, it gave me an excuse to grow my personal brand. Without my podcast, I would have no personal brand. And it gave me an excuse to talk about something. And then I was an expert. Yep. Even though I was an expert in mar- even though I was doing my podcast, people were like, oh, she's a marketing expert, right? Because that's who I was and it helped me build my brand. So having a podcast is the number one thing that has helped me be like, I will never be out of a job because uh, of the fact that I started this podcast. Because you hired yourself. Yep. You I hired, hired myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Before that, I was working jobs while I was running my podcast and it, like, I got a job at Disney because of my podcast. Like, oh, it, wow. It opened a lot of doors. Dang. Yeah. Love that. Well, I know yeah. it has for me as well doing this show and I've had yeah. so many things just come out of nowhere because of visibility, like like the opportunity. Because guys, it's it's not about just who you know, okay? Right? It's actually who knows you. That's first. Who knows you? And podcasting is that visibility to get people to know you, right? So who knows you? Then it's who you know. Then it's what you know in that yeah. order, okay? It's not just what you know, but it's who knows you, okay? Then who you know, then what you know, okay? In that order. Awesome. Hala, thank you so much. Thank I really you, appreciate Hala. it. Thank you for dealing with all the uh, technical difficulties and all, all that. This is so much fun. It ended up being such a great interview, so yes. all good. We made you cry too, so that was good. <laughs> you did. I don't, I don't know why I'm so emotional, but excuse that. <laughs> yes. All right, well, well, guys, that's the show. That's it's the show. all about who you know. Thanks, Hala. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Trevor Houston here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Who You Know Job Networking Show. We hope you've been inspired, encouraged, educated, and entertained all at the same time. For information on our different events, workshops, partners, or partnership opportunities available, check out whoyouknow.show for more details. And be on the lookout for our new mobile app coming soon. You never know how this show can help someone you know. You know, and if we've made an impact or put a smile on your face today, don't forget to hit that share button on your way out. Until next week, it's all about who you know. Bye.